you. You're about to listen to the voice of the eagle with Prophet Samuel Addison. Prophet Samuel Addison is an anointed servant by the will of God and is graced to operate in the fivefold ministry. As you listen to this tape, be ready to be caught up into unlimited levels of the spirit and soar unto greater heights. Enjoy the message. Some years back, I, I have been following Prophet Samuel from afar. I've seen his ministry over the years. I left this country in 1998. When I left this country, I was on fire for Jesus. I had completed Bible school. And at that time, I knew him from afar. But recently, I saw his ministry and I was pleased. I realized that he was not just a prophet, but he was someone that was concerned about ministry. Oh, I think only two people. When you come to Eagle House Chapel, you can see ministry is here. Yesterday I was telling him, you are doing ministry. I told him, you are a focused man. Let's celebrate our papa. So, I... I came to Ghana on one occasion and I drove myself here. Somebody said he drove himself here. I looked, I said, I like this man's spirit. I like his ministry. I've not met him, but I need to meet him. You know, sometimes you have to come yourself. So I drove to Achimota and I came to the car park and I met some people here. I said, can I see the man of God? They didn't know who I was and he opened his office for me. He said, come in. And that is how we connected. Thank you, prophet. So sometimes you may not know someone, but God will connect you to that person. And since then, you know, he's been coming to Coventry, being a blessing. And whenever he's in England, I do my best to also go to his other meetings. This morning, I believe God is going to use us to bless you. Oh, can I hear a bigger amen? Before I start preaching, let me also acknowledge my wife, Pastor Susie. Thank you for coming. Pastor Susie and I, in March, will be our 25th marriage anniversary. And uh, we've been blessed by five strong boys, as the prophet said. The first one is 23, the second one is 22, and I have an 18, a 17, and I have my pension baby, a 10-year-old boy. I thought you want that anointing. Receive it. Receive that anointing. <laughs> so shall it be unto you. The other day, I went to a barber shop to have a haircut, and I went with my four boys at that time, and the barbers were saying, hello, pastor, you're welcome. There was a Nigerian in the barber shop. He said, pastor, are these your children? I said, yes. He said, pastor, you know something? I've been married for years and I don't have a child, but you have four boys. Can you pray for me? Right there at the barber shop in front of everyone, he put a demand on the anointing. I said, may your faith make you whole. I spoke the word of God. After two years, I went to London for a wedding and I was in the loo having a wee and a gentleman was also at the loo and he said, Pastor, do you remember me? 
And my normal self, I said, your face is familiar. I said, is it Coventry? He said, yes. He said, you remember two years ago, you met a man in a barber shop. And I told you I needed a child. I saw your four boys and I tapped into the anointing. Pastor, my wife has given birth. To be frank, the baby is at the party. He brought the little boy to me. So brother, as you said, receive it, receive it. So when people say I receive it, I don't joke with it. Allow them to have their faith. These things happen. Amen and amen. Take your seat. And I also came with my two pastors, uh, Pastor Wise and Pastor Francis. They are our branch pastors, La Paz and Suhum branch. They said today they want to come and support me here. They left their churches, but they have pastors to take over. Amen. Well, before we start preaching, yeah, my time is going, and I like this time. Prophet, I like your time right in front of me. I was very excited when Prophet said it is a soul winning month. And when he said it would be very wise to move in that direction, I said, Father, thank you. Because soul winning has been my ministry. So I said, Lord, I think you orchestrated this meeting. Because soul winning is something we cannot take for granted. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I ask you that, Lord, come and speak through your servant. Let us not live here the same. I'm asking for the anointing to teach and to preach. Let our hearers be blessed. Let us be empowered in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke every satanic agenda. Let God arise and let every enemy be scattered. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, let's go to Matthew chapter 9, my first scripture. When I saw snatch them, I loved it. Tell me about snatch them. Indeed, we have to snatch them. The way things are going, if we don't snatch them, our churches will be empty. Matthew chapter 9, I'm going to read from verse 35 to 38. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease amongst the people. So when you look at the ministry of Jesus, the preaching of the gospel was his main priority. Can I hear a big amen? Are we in church? Jesus went to the cities and he started preaching before he started doing the healing. So the healing is good, but the preaching of the gospel is the mandate. Amen and amen. I like the way you are sitting in church comfortably dressed. But I tell you what, to you win a soul, you have not pleased God even a minute. It's good to come to church on a regular basis. It's good to come to church with faithfulness. But soul winning becomes our core mandate. Till last week, I still go to the city center to preach the gospel with my team. And people see me, they said, ah, 
Bishop KK, but why? You're still doing these things? I mean, I said, yes. I can never stop preaching the gospel. I still go on the streets to tell people Jesus is Lord. Amen and amen. We never graduate from evangelism. The higher your ministry, the more you have to witness to Christ. And let me say something. There are things that pleases God. In 2012, God spoke to me and said, start having missions. God said, if you want your ministry to touch lives, start going on missions. And I told the church, I said, from today, this ministry is a mission church. We started traveling from country to country. I would take members, we buy tickets straight to Zimbabwe, straight to Malawi. At one point, I went to Jamaica, nine hours on flight. And they said, what are you going to do in Jamaica? I said, I'm going to preach Christ. Am I talking to somebody? So, soul winning is what touches the heart of God. Give me some eagle smiles, come on. Don't look at me like um, quarter to three. Am I preaching? So Jesus went to the villages to preach and to teach. And later he healed. Now look at the next verse. Then Jesus now says, let's go to the next verse. Thirty-six, yeah? I like this screen here, so I just want to read from the screen if it's possible. Yes. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Do you know why you are not witnessing? Because you don't have compassion. Compassion is what brings witnessing. And you have to train yourself to have compassion on people. When you see a person who doesn't know Christ, the first thing is to have compassion on them. Jesus had compassion for them because they were like, they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. When I was driving from my house to this place, I saw people around Medina selling. I told my wife, I said, ah, so these people, can't they go to church? I felt like they've missed something. That is the heart of witnessing. You have to have compassion on the lost. Amen and amen. Nowadays, we are too selfish. Everything is about us. But if you're going to be a soul winner, you put your needs aside. The place is too quiet for me. When he saw the, when he saw the multitudes, he was moving compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Now look at the last verse, 37. Then Jesus now brings the answer that he said to his disciples, he said, the harvest is truly plentiful. But the laborers are few. And do you know since the days of Jesus, we are still in scarcity of laborers. Today, call for an evangelism meeting. You see a handful of people. Let's go and preach Christ. It's like we have put a burden on you. But brother, hear me. This is what pleases the father. Ah, only three. I think I'm only preaching to the global prophet. There are things you do that you touch the heart of God. I'm telling you. 
Sometimes we are just focused on one side. But begin to discover the things that pleases God. Read the scriptures. There's only one thing that makes heaven rejoice. Is it your Bible? When a soul is worn, there is joy in heaven. Ask yourself a question. What can I do to make God happy? Is it my shoe that I bring to church? Is it the way I dress that will make God happy? Is it my dance? Oh yeah, we have to give God a dance. But my dance does not please God. What pleases God is when I bring a soul to church. I remember in 2003, when I started my ministry in Coventry, everyone I brought to the church, I ministered to them. I went to town and I was preaching to them. And recently we celebrated our 20 years and they were sharing their testimonies. They said, 20 years ago, this man approached me and told me about Christ. Today, I'm a deacon in the church. This man saw me here. I went to preach to them single-handed. Somebody sing, I feel the power of God Mercy me down, mercy me down. is ripe, what was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying the power is available. He was saying the grace is there. He was saying, I'm here to back you, but you are not moving forward. The grace is there. The harvest is ripe. The souls are there. Who said soul winning is a kick? I tell people, there was a day BBC interviewed me in Coventry and uh, I think in, in Ghana, I can say this publicly. In England, I have to use wisdom to say this. But they told me that I'm an old-fashioned preacher man because I'm still holding on things. So they said, we have a debate with you. This was in 2006. They, gave, they, they said, I should debate with a, a reverend minister who was a gay. Hey, someone said, hey. They said, it is not wrong to be a gay to be a minister. And I said, it is wrong. So they said, okay, Sunday meet us on BBC on radio. You are going to meet one of them. He wants to talk to you. I said, okay, I will go. So I went to meet the man. I said, I'm not coming to the studio. I'll be in my office, but connect me. So the man came on. And the man said, so why am I saying he cannot be a minister? I quoted every scripture I know. I can't go into that. The man too said, no, but God loves you the way you are. I said, yes, but how can you be a minister? In the, in the nutshell, the man said, listen to me, you are an old-fashioned preacher. I said, I like to be an old-fashioned preacher. 
<laughs> Can I hear a big amen? Because an old-fashioned preacher sticks to the foundation. The man thought I was a new-fashioned Christian. I said, no. Some things cannot be done. Can I hear a bigger amen? So what I'm about to talk about today is most of experience and what God has taught me over the years with evangelism. Very, very important. And I thank God that next week we are snatching them in. I think those on the left just said amen. We need to snatch them in. The word snatch there means compel them to come. Luke 14 there, Jesus said, go to the streets and compel them to come. The way things are going, if we're going to bring people to church, we have to snatch them. Amen and amen. If we go and we do it like uh, and uh, we can't bring them, we have to snatch them in. We compel people to come to church. We use any means to bring them to church. There are times that sometimes I will take my own car and I'll pick people to church because I have to snatch them to church. And when I come, they say, oh, how can the pastor come and pick me? I say, why? The pastor is not a human being. Amen and amen. Just last Sunday, we had a problem with our church van. So the church van couldn't move on Sunday. This is last Sunday in Coventry. And we have a lot of people using our transport. So I told my drivers, I said, listen, we don't have a van this week. Everybody, we are going to use our private cars. I said, I'm the first person. They said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, yes. I said, I, there's nothing wrong with me picking people. I told my wife, take one car and I'm going to pick people. Because I have to compel them to come to church. Am I talking to somebody? Because you are too relaxed. You are texting people on your phone. Uh, Sunday, you wait my bar, sorry. Is that the way we snatch them? You snatch them by going to the house. I, I'll be at your house by eight. I'll pick you. Oh, you want me to, do you want me to help you iron your dress? I can be iron for you and you bath. That's what we call snatching them. You don't give them a minute. You are bringing them to the house of God. I think I'm only preaching to the nice ladies on the right. I think the left ones are also. Tell neighbor we are snatching them. In Matthew chapter 28, do you know the last words of a man is very crucial? Jesus in his last words, according to Matthew, he said, go into the world and preach the gospel. Well, if a man's last words is to preach the gospel, then he means what he's saying. Today, we're not going to talk about faith. We're not going to talk about open heavens, nothing. Today is so winning. Tell me about so winning. Because next Sunday, we want to see the place filled. And I like it when the prophet said, we'll see your work. You've been given a lot of notice. Some of you, you have to start ordering Uber for your converts. Some people, Uber have to bring them here. Look, in snatching them, it will also cost your money. I'm preaching. Amen and amen. Sometimes your money will have to go in to bring people to church. And it's all part of the gospel. Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel. Mark also taught us in Mark 16. Mark said, go and preach the gospel. Luke also tells us that Jesus went into the temple in Luke chapter 4 verse 18. 
that the scroll was given to Jesus, the book of Isaiah, and Jesus opened the scroll, and the first thing Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. If Jesus is preaching, why are you not preaching? <laughs> hey, these guys are quiet on me. I came to face you. <laughs> I'm not moved, crap. Tell me about he's not moved, crap. I've now started, but my time is here. Somebody say, preach the gospel. Let me tell you something. Do you know all the disciples of Jesus? Jesus personally ministered to them to join him. So Jesus did evangelism. He saw Matthew in the tax office doing his tax work. He went to the office and started talking to Matthew. You know, we just say, Matthew, follow me. No, that's what the Bible just tells us. But you could see he had time to talk to Matthew. But you see, the writers did not tell us the detail. They just tell us, he saw Matthew, follow me. He saw Bartholomew, follow me. No. You could see that he went to them, sat them down, taught them the word of God, and now said, follow me. Every disciple of Jesus was ministered to Jesus personally. Check your scriptures. Peter and his brother Andrew, they were at a boat. They were fishing and Jesus went there to start talking to them. He ministered to them before borrowing their boat and now they became disciples. My question is, who are you discipling? It's an error to be in the church for five years. You don't have a convert. Three years, you've not worn a soul. You're just coming to church. Everything is me, myself, and I. You're not pleasing God. Solomon said, if a man's ways pleases God, he makes even his enemies his footstool. There is a level you can get to in Christ where you don't even pray for things, but victories just happen. Ah, uh, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you. Because your life now pleases God and God gives you everything. And one of the things is evangelism. Oh, we can, we can talk about evangelism till the cows come home. I love it. There is something you do that you become God's friend. Evangelism. I thought something, I said, is evangelism a special ministry? Are people gifted for evangelism? And the answer is no. Evangelism is not a special ministry. We have made it special for people. When you read 2 Timothy 4 verse 5, Paul spoke to Timothy. He said, do the work of an evangelist. Is it there? 2 Timothy 4 verse 5. Let's check it. He said, do the work of an evangelist. Before he said that, he said, be watchful. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Then he now says, fulfill your ministry. So do you know your ministry? Your real ministry is evangelism. Oh, you didn't like what I said. Prophet, are they in the house or they are gone somewhere? Are they there? Are, are you sure? Am I in Eagle House? A Timota Eagle House, the one I know? Oh, then give me some smiles. Let me know I'm in Eagle House. 
at it there. He said, but be watchful in all things. We like that one. So we are all watchful, vigilant. Then he said, endure afflictions. Oh, we all quote many other afflictions of the righteous man. But the Lord will deliver me. You know, we go through affliction with joy. But we forget the third one. He said, now do the work of an evangelist. Then they will now we start relaxing. But that is the work for you. Tell me, but that is your work. All the other things we do are our ministries. But the work itself is evangelism. Then now he says, fulfill your ministry. So that means evangelism is a ministry that has been ignored. If you are a keyboardist, it doesn't stop you from witnessing. It's good you said that's right. Amen. If you are a drama, it doesn't stop you from witnessing. If you are a pastor, it doesn't stop you. Come to the city of Coventry, any, any office I go to, to do any other business, before I leave that office, I will let you know that Jesus is Lord. I will let you know that you have to know Jesus. Very important. So, in the city, everywhere I go, they know me as that preacher man. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Can I say that again? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Some of you, you are ashamed. Before I left this country, I used to preach from circle to tema. Trotro. You know trotro? It's not trotro anymore. Sorry. Then I start preaching. And I'll be preaching and they want to give me an offering. I said, oh no, it's not about the offering. I just want you to give your life to Christ. And they look at a young man who could have been doing something and I'm in a throat throat telling people Jesus is Lord. Well, these are things that have opened doors for us. Until this day, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And by the grace of God, tomorrow, I will not be ashamed of the gospel. For I know what the Lord has done for me. I stand here as a result of redemption. Listen, to some of us, if you have seen us in those days, you not even know or like us. Today you are seeing, you know, the, the nice part of things. But God has done something for us. I have a cause to say thank you. So when I see people, I tell them, you need to know my Jesus. Why are you ashamed of Christ? That's why you are not preaching. The first time I went to England in 1998, I used to go to church and I used to put my Bible in a carrier bag. Now me ferry, me do a brochino. Because a brochino and this are, my Bible kiss you where I am. I took the bus first time. Took the bus second time. Then the third time, God spoke to me. God said, I feel the old ferry. What about bridging to ferry? Take the Bible out and hold it. I told my wife, I said, no more carrier bag. So bus 276. Then I'll take this, my big Bible. Then I'm going to church. Then they'll be looking at me. <laughs> so what is he holding? Then I started feeling well. I said, thank you, Father. And some of you, Ghana, hire old ferry. 
From here to home, you don't tell anybody about Jesus. Yours is you are just coming to receive your miracle. You are just coming to receive your breakthrough. Well, those are not the things you need. Preach the gospel. Paul said, necessity has been laid upon me to preach. I have no choice but to preach. Tell them about preach. Next week, bring your soul. We are snatching them. Amen and amen. Look at Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. You, look at Daniel 12, verse 3. Look at what Daniel said. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. He said, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Oh, then I like that last bit. He said, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars, they will shine forever. Do you know what it means to turn many to righteousness? It means to preach the gospel, to win souls. You are turning people into righteousness. It's not your shoe that makes you shine. You can go and buy Gucci shoe. That doesn't make you shine. There are things that make you shine. Winning souls. Then Paul now confirms it. Romans 10, 14. Look at it. Romans 10, 14. Look at Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in of whom they have not heard? And how would they hear without a preacher? Preachers are needed. Then look at the next verse. Makadosaha. Ayado Kaduni Kabazada. And how shall they preach unless they ascend? Then he says, It is written, How beautiful, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel. How beautiful. In other words, you can't imagine it. Preaching is not, preaching is a good thing. Tell about it's a good thing. What our papa is telling us to do, snatch them, is the best thing that will, have, will, will ever happen to you. If you go to heaven, who is your soul? You need a soul. And evangelism, we are not just stopping after next week. It has to be a lifestyle. Amen and amen. It has to be what? A lifestyle. Because our churches need to be filled. You know, sometimes we think, oh, they say, I say, I say, I say, there are people who still need Christ. There are people in the ghettos who are dying. Go to Atimota. There are people living. There are people in the house right now. They, didn't, they, are, they are not in church. They are supposed to be in church. But it will take the children of light to preach the gospel. Listen, I came this morning to encourage you that never stop soul winning. Because it is the heartbeat of Christ. 2012, when God spoke to me, he said, start missions. God said, go to Malawi. I flew in with about nine members of the church. I told them, buy your own ticket. If it was holiday, you buy it. I said, you are buying your own ticket. We are going for missions. Thank God they heard me. We bought, they bought their tickets. We flew to Malawi. When you are going to Malawi, you are looking at about 13 hours. Malawi is not Ghana six hours 
you go six hours, you cross another seven hours, then you know you are flying. We got, before we went there, we bought a lot of things. We bought shoes, we bought clothing, we bought food, and we shipped it to Malawi. God said, do these things so that you touch my heart. This is what matters. He said, the, the programs you are doing in church is good, but you have to go outside the church. 2012, I got that revelation. We went to Malawi for the first time. When we went to Malawi, we, they took us to the village. That was the first time I saw children without no shoes. You are here, you see things. Sometimes go on the mission field, you'll be surprised. These children came, no shoes, looking tattered. We cooked for them, did everything. We brought clothing from England. New shoes we gave to the children. And what touched my heart is, after we fed them, we prayed for them, we anointed them, then the rain started falling. When the rain was falling, the children said, this is our shoe. We can't walk in the rain, no. So they took the new shoes and they held the shoes and they walked in the rain. They said, hey, we are protecting our shoes. You go to the mission field and you see what life is. Can I hear a big amen? I said, who is preaching today? Is it Prophet Samuel or Prophet William? You choose the service you want to come. Hmm, there's something all right. You got to come to church always. Whether it's Mama Eunice preaching, whether it's Prophet William preaching, whether it's the major prophet, you are coming to church. Am I preaching to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody? I went to Jamaica, Kingston. My host told me, he said, he said, this mission you have done in Jamaica, he said, I've not seen any church that have come to Jamaica to help us before. That is my secret. I started coming to my own country, Ghana. We just left Ghana in June. We went to the Volta region. Now, the Presby Church have partnered with me. They said, we want to work with you. The moderator said, we want to work with you. Oh, can I hear a big amen? So they said, now you can come to all the Presby churches, the EP churches. It's like to come and do missions with us. I go to EP churches, I lay hands. Orthodox church, they allow me to lay hands. They fall on the ground, power all over the place. They say, come again. The only thing that can make you enter the Orthodox realm is where you go with missions. Do you think if I went to them and I said, oh, I want to come and preach They'll say, no, you charismatic stay. But when I went, I came with food. I came with shoes. I came with goodies. So I said goodies. By the time I gave them the goodies, and I told them, but with my goodies, I need a three-day revival meeting. They said, oh, no problem, no problem. Then they gave me three days. Then when I started preaching, I was like, hey, these people, oh, they came there, oh, they are presby. I said, how can I start this power thing? So the Holy Ghost said, don't be afraid of them, move. So I preached a gospel message first and I said, if you are here and you have not received the Holy Ghost before, come forward. Hey. Some boldness came upon me, prophet. Then I saw the leaders, they started coming one. I said, come forward. Today you see the power of God. Then the queue became long. 
Then my team were sitting behind me. I told my team, if any team protect me, I don't know what's going to happen. Then uh, they came in their numbers. Then I got down. Then I started laying hands on them. Pop, then they started falling. Pop, pop. Then the whole place. Then the women I said, if you are sick, come. Then the whole place revival. Then the one that hit me was when I was laying hands on people. The main pastor, I saw him walk towards me. I don't know what he was coming to tell me. I thought, yeah, I said, Maba. Because at that time, I saw him coming with a little girl coming towards me. I said, yeah. Then he came to me. He said, please, can you pray for this girl for me? I want the same. I said, ah. This is what missions and evangelism can do. When you go with evangelism, doors open for you. So as I stand here, I'm a product of missions. I just left the missions in June. Next year, God willing, we are coming again. I tell my people, I said, the church money, we have to use it for missions. This is what pleases God. So prophet, let me tell you this. Because of this, God has blessed me in the city of Coventry. Because of the missions I do, I believe that is why God has positioned me. God has given us the biggest church in Coventry, the whole of Coventry. Prophet to tell you. There is no meeting you want to do in Coventry that you not come to the empowerment center. Pentecost are coming. Presby are coming. Church of Christ are coming. SDA are coming. They all come and use my facility. It's to the glory of God. I stand here to say, Father, thank you. The Ghana community in Coventry. I'm the first bishop in, of Coventry that is from Ghana. No bishop. But all these things, I say all these things, things to the glory of God because I have put God's work first. That is my story. This is my story. This is my song. And I'm praising my Savior all day long. This is my story. This is my song. And I'm praising, praising my Savior. There are five things I want to teach you when you go and preach. Somebody say five things. Some of us, we go out there to preach and our message is not the right message. So we can't win souls. The first thing when you go out there to preach is that you have to tell people about the love of God. Somebody say the love of God. When you are going out to snatch them, it's not time to condemn them. And a Jamaini Jai. And a Wisemni Jai. That's not the gospel. The gospel means good news. Amen and amen. So when you are going out to tell people about Christ, recently in Manchester, an, an evangelist from Canada came to preach in Manchester. They called police for him. You know why? When he went to the city center to preach in Manchester, 
he was condemning their sins. Oh, all the gay people, all the um, lesbians, you are going to hell. Then they went to report to the police. They said, there's somebody here who is condemning us. So he was preaching and police came. They said, we are arresting you. He said, what is my offense? He said, you're offending people. We preach Christ with wisdom. Somebody say, with wisdom. wisdom. When we are snatching them, don't go and say, a drama and a Tell them, God loves you. The way you are. Amen and amen. That is the message. And the second thing you tell them is that there is none righteous. Not even one. Amen and amen. Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and fallen short. Isaiah said our best actions are like filthy rags. So you let them know that and you tell them even me I'm not perfect. So when you present the gospel to them that way, they realize that ah, even the person preaching to me is accepting that he's not also perfect, but it's by grace has he or she been saved. So your message on the field matters. Amen and amen. Am I teaching something here? So first of all, the love of Christ, then now you tell them we have all sinned. After you tell them we have all sinned, then now you let them know that there's a way out. The wages of sin is death, but there's a gift from God, which is eternal life. When you present eternal life to them, you make them feel a bit comfortable. So they say, oh, with all my condemnation, there is still life for me. Then the person gets encouraged. Then after that, you now tell them, listen, when you accept Christ, you also become a son of God. You tell them their sonship in Christ. You tell them today, if you accept Christ, you've moved from another level to become a son of God. And now you tell them the last one, that there is a heaven to gain. We are not just becoming children of God, but you take them to John 14 verse 1, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And where I am, there you shall always be. So you tell them that now that they are sons, they have a place to go. It's, a, it's just simple steps to win souls. Don't go and stand at the, 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 the taxi rank, sweating. No. That is not wisdom in snatching them. Listen to me, in ministry, we use wisdom. Bible said, with wisdom, wage war. There's a way you bring people to church. Not that you are sugarcoating the scriptures, but you need wisdom. Communication is how a message is presented. I can call this gentleman, and the way I call him, he can either be offended or he'll be happy. But we are all calling him. But somebody can just call him and say it in a way that would not be nice. But somebody may also call him. So our talk on the field is very important. As we are snatching them, please mind your message. Because some of us, we are too judgmental. You think you have done it, so they have to do it. Remember when you were living in sin. Remember when you were struggling to go to church? Even this morning, you came here by grace. 
I'm telling you, look, we serve God by grace. Even to come to church, there's a grace that brings you. I'm telling you. So when you meet people who are not coming to church, don't see them as the worst people on earth. See them as potential converts. See them as somebody that was like you and they can become like you. Am I preaching to somebody? Tell two or three people, we are winning souls. And my last but not the least, let's go to Luke chapter 14. I'm working with time, seriously. Because in Eagle House, we don't joke with time. Very organized ministry. Luke 14, look at from verse 16. I'll be finishing with this parable. Have you been blessed this morning? Are you fired for soul winning? Then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many people. The next verse, and sent his servant at the supper time to say to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. Listen to me, the harvest is ready. Look at the next verse. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. And that has been the downfall of soul winning in our churches. We will find every excuse when it comes to soul winning. And when you look at the excuses these guys give, it doesn't make sense. Look at the first one. He said, I have, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. Is there anybody who buys a land who have not seen it before? What so how can you tell me that you, you've, if you've bought it already, if, if you told me I'm going to buy, then we know you have to see it. This guy said he has bought it. Excuses. Please, next Sunday, no excuses. Amen and amen. Don't tell me, say, we are all bringing souls next Sunday. Because excuses will make you miss your blessing. Look at the second excuse. Look at what the second person said. The second person said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. It doesn't make sense. Even before you bought the oxen, whoever you sent had tested them already before paying for it. So what is all this excuse? Why will you give excuse when it comes to holy evangelism? Why will you give excuse when it comes to holy prayer meetings? never seen any wedding ceremony that has been shortage of guests. Have you seen some before? Wedding, it's always a lot of people. But let it be so winning. Sometimes the same people I do so witnessing with is always the same people. In my church, I'm telling you. I'm a pastor. I know what I'm talking about. The same people. They are the same people that come. So Jesus said, pray. So that God will send more people into the vineyard. We pray that more people will come and join us for evangelism. Amen. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Can you imagine that all of us here, we close service early. Maybe if, if we are to close service at 11, we close 10.30. We all go to Achimota Station. All of us, nobody's going home. And we start sharing Christ. You see the revival. But some people will say, Hey, mikoha, hey, mikoha. By the time you see the number has slashed to one third. But if all of us go, we will win more people. For if one will chase a thousand, 
It's not only with demons, though. Sometimes we, we, we think it's only with demons. If one tastes a thousand, then in evangelism, if we are more, we get more. May God give us the heart for evangelism. May God give you the anointing for evangelism. May your life never be the same today. Oh, there is a heart God needs to give you for compassion. I pray that it's been transferred to you. Receive it. Peter said, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have. The grace of missions upon me are released upon you. Oh, do you know that grace is transferable? Receive that anointing. Receive that grace. Receive that power. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Today is not that kind of service to lay hands in Tino. I'm in the major prophet's church. I have to behave myself. The global, talk to me. Look at the, the next one. He said what? I have married. Eight minutes. Hey, I'll finish this. I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Hey! Today you've married so you can't come for evangelism. Prophet, I've seen this. There are people that are in the church, they are single, they are praying always. They are single, they are in every prophetic meeting. They are single, they are sowing every seed. And as soon as the man shows up and they get married, then they start excuses. As a pastor in UK for 20 years, I've seen it over and over again. The same people that were on the altar day and night, this time I say, um, Pastor, I mean to me by evening service, no, me new Adrianya Mamikunu. Sorry now, anointing. These are what the people were doing. May we not give such excuses. Amen. May your pace never diminish. Listen, the way you are, stay like that. There's something called faithfulness. Faithfulness means be constant. I appreciate the way you are now, but I'm looking at 10 years' time. I'm looking at 50 years' time. I'm looking at 20 years' time. Jesus said, when I come back, will I still find faith on it? Listen, you see this gentleman standing here? I want to see him in 10 years' time still doing this. I have a drummer. I have a man who plays drums for me. He has played drums for 20 years. Last week, I honored him in our anniversary. 20 years or none about drums. No. I have drivers 19 years. When you come around my leadership, most of them are 18 years, 19 years, and they are still doing what they were doing. That's what we call faithfulness. That's another message for another time. But let me say this as I'm concluding. Whatever work you are doing here, please do it in excellence. So see, I have five minutes. No, me cover and our providence, uh, we found cover BB. Brother, as you're playing the keyboard, be faithful. Eh? For if a man is faithful in little things, God will give him greater things. Today, I admire you. You've dressed well with your tie. Very nice. But may Baha five years' time, let me still see you on that Roland. Still play the keyboard. You never graduate. From anything, say, she said, Matewa Soronti, or she's name with a man Colano. What a man Colano is saying, You are an usher 
till death do us part. If that is the ministry God has given, then me too as a pastor, I need to graduate. But the same thing we're doing, as your prophet will tell you, what he started 20 something years ago, and one not yet till this morning. Because our ministry, we can't change. Aha. Maybe one day we'll talk more about those things. Those are all the ministries God has given me. The apostolic ministry. That is also my side. Bringing correction in the church. And I'm sure one day God will open the door. Lift up your hand. Today I'm, just, I'm going to pray a prayer of impartation. The impartation is so winning. So winning. Today we came to talk about so winning. We are snatching them. Whether they like it or not. And I like the mandate in this house. This house is a church that means ministry. You know, one day I was speaking to Reverend, uh, Reverend Stanley. And Reverend Stanley told me, he said, you know Prophet Addison? I said, yes, I know him. He said, that man is really doing church. <laughs> Reverend Stanley told me, he said, you are doing church. He said, these are the serious people. Into a sorry haka. I watch this ministry from afar. I see all the programs you do. And your man of God is always stuck to an assignment. If it's evangelism, if it's leadership, he brings the right people for leadership. He brings the right people for training because he wants to equip you. Amen and amen. Nagana, I say, umpe wea. been blessed by this message kindly contact us on telephone numbers plus two three three two four four six nine four two nine nine or zero two four seven six four one five zero two our email address is samprofnk at yahoo.com that is s-a-m-p-r-o-p-h-n-k at yahoo.com our facebook handle is www.facebook slash samuel addison twitter at Prof. Sam Addison or visit our website www.prophetsamueladdison.org Visit www.amazon.com to purchase these books by Prophet Samuel Addison. Keep the fire burning. Tell no one. Your secret is your power. Discovering the secret to the top. Why do you need power? Dealing with success killers and many more. You can also get copies of these books from any bookshop near you. God richly bless you. Oh, 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 oh,